Verb pod, verb pod, verb pod. I have to do my own uh, intro since uh, producer Mike is not in the his house. But yes, stir crazy number 30. And it's a verb pod. Have not done one in a little bit. But there's so much stuff to be discussing. Some uh, hot goss. And, you know, like I said, uh, Mike's busy being a human. And I am too busy being a human, but I'm I'm a more uh, opinionated human about some matters. Ah, got my green tea. So I thought, like, you know, while the cat's away, this this fucking mouse is going to talk some shit and make some sense. Um, And I thank you guys that have been listening for 30 episodes. Uh, I'm the one who pays attention to the statistical stuff in this apartment. And uh, I'm seeing international hits. I'm seeing... States that I know that people I don't personally know live in. So we're getting an organic following. And again, I just really want to thank you for listening. Uh, Shouts again to iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcast platforms for housing us. Weirdos, uh, stoner losers. uh, We appreciate you. And uh, I guess before going forward just since we're especially now since we're officially in fuckery season which is the months leading up to the November presidential election um, I think it's important to remind our listeners that both of us do not align on everything so all of the things said here or any of The other podcasts are the opinions of the voices of Mike and I, and he doesn't agree with everything I say, and I sure as hell don't agree with him, and that is the beauty of what is still known as a democracy, right, is that whole free speech thing, but I just feel the need to reiterate this point of view because it is fuckery season and there's a lot of um, rightful opinions emotions and stuff um there's so much critically at risk right now and I just want everyone to know that with all of my very pointed beliefs I too am able to hear other people's point of view and I don't want you to think that my <clears throat> excuse me my perspective cancels out your feelings and my hopes really moving forward um especially if we regain the senate and the white house and keep the house uh majority is that we can use the next four years of a Biden and Harris presidency if that is what happens to work together to find 
a true middle ground of all ideological perspectives. It's never going to be perfect. Um, I'm sincerely uh, able to be aware that we're never going to all like find exactly what we want in any candidate and stuff like that. But the the openness I think that we should all strive for is that if our uh, kind of umbrella of what our belief system that we align with is in power, that we can find more ways to achieve more goals for more different types of people. So again, Mike and I, two different people. He does not speak for me. I do not speak for him. Keep that in mind when listening to this and so on and so forth. Taking a step back before I go full steam ahead, happy NBA playoffs. Uh, the bubble has really been so incredibly awesome, right? Like, I don't know what it is. It's not just because we've been so deprived of sports um, during the coronavirus bullshit, but the level of play sincerely has been amazing. Uh, I almost think that the bubble and isolation from players, family, friends, outside kind of promotional stuff has given them more of a focus. Uh, I do know that during this playoff, the legit playoffs part, there will be more family opportunities to come into the bubble, which I totally understand. Like, this is a grind. It's altogether going to be like a three-month process, and that's a long time for people to be away from their loved ones. Uh, and as long as they're being tested and nothing about the integrity of the health of the bubble is compromised and this new kind of adding in more people, I totally think it's going to be great. But yeah, basketball has been awesome. Baseball, the A's look great. I'm a Giants fan, but the A's look great. And uh, Giants do not. But hey, the way I'm looking at this season is that if the A's go all the way, solidarity to the A's because obviously Bay Area over anything. So that's positives. And then football. Football is, uh, you, know, you know, college football is a mess because like how are you going to put all these kids that are not traditionally being paid? You know, they say, yeah, you get a free education, but some of them, you know, because of eligibility, some only stay in college for a year. So really, is that comparable? I mean, it's something. You know, if you go to an Ivy League school that, not that those are schools being like aggressively scouted for the NFL, but you get into, say, you play football for Harvard, that's, you know, in essence, I guess, a 50 thousand dollar a year um payment of sorts but you know come on like on the backs of these kids 
it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So like to ask them to put their health and their family's health and their future earning potential at risk for the for the corrupt body that is the NCAA just seems a little bit wild. So shouts to the conferences that are being smart and thinking of actual people over product. Shame on you, people that... And, and people I admire, like, I love you, Jim Harbaugh, but your statements are stupid. A lot of the the people on ESPN, who I like very much, ex-players and stuff like that, the kids want to play. Of course the kids want to play. Nobody doesn't want to play. Nobody um, in in adult life out here of us that are primarily either working from home or out of work, none of us want to be sitting here as we are. We all want to be doing the things that we enjoy. And we want to have a society working again that is the most like pre, pre-March, but you know, it is not. And we, for a number of reasons, we haven't quite gotten a hold of this whole Corona thing. And there's too many variables. And unless you're having a guaranteed multi-million dollar contract, you can't ask these kids to play. So I personally think like college sports, you might want to chill. You got to restructure. You got to be fluid. Push the season back. I don't know. That's not what I get paid for to think about on a daily basis. But I also have eyes and ears and a brain. And it just doesn't make much sense to me. NFL. There is so much contact and there is not seemingly any isolation plans outside of obvious constant testing for NFL. And I mean, I would love to see the Niners have a season, especially after we came so close to, to winning the Super Bowl this year. Well, so close before halftime, should I say, because you know, that bullshit pass interference call on Kittle, but I'm not going to go down that right now because that's not important. But shouts to George Kittle. Just got paid. Deserve it. Kudos. So yeah, NFL. I predict that either it's going to not even have a season or if it does have a season, it's going to be a total shit show because the NFL, as we know, is notorious for always doing the absolute wrong thing, whether it be in terms of social justice or so on, or celebrating people that hurt their wives, uh, so many domestic violence incidents, and people getting like fifth, sixth, seventh chances again. I'm not just being a homer because I'll t- I'll speak on a name that. I loved as a player for the Niners, and that's Alden Smith. How many chances did Alden Smith get? How many bad things did Alden Smith do? I think, you know, and I'm sure he could still get a job. And I think I heard something about that a couple of months ago. What he needs is like 
a long-term rehabilitation plan for mental health issues as well as substance abuse. And I do hope that someday he gets the help, like, genuinely, like, long-term help that Alden needs. Anywho. All right. So back to politics, politics, however you want to look at it, because it's always a little bit of both, right? First statement I'd like to say is that I am a registered Democrat. I have been my whole life. I've wanted to be a Democrat even before I could even vote. I, at this time in my life, I don't align myself with the traditional Democratic Party as it's known. I'm not a liberal. I'm definitely not a moderate centrist or anything like that. And I'm definitely no version of a conservative Democrat. I am, and I make no bones about it, a very, very, very radically progressive person. I just recently, in the last couple of months, have officially joined uh, the Democratic Social Movement. Um, Like, I pay dues. I am already talking to organizers within the San Francisco chapter of DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. Um, And I have talked to organizers within our chapter about becoming parts of subcommittees, uh, things that are really important to me is different pronged approaches to the homelessness uh, crisis or financially insecure people in San Francisco. Uh, That is something that I feel like can be addressed and needs to be addressed, but needs to be dressed, addressed in a more holistic approach with more empathy. This isn't about them being eyesores to you. That's not why I care about homelessness. Like, I don't want to get rid of, in quotation marks, homeless people as if they're not whole-ass human beings. But there's multitude of issues and problems. It is not an open and closed thing. There is not one model to improve the problem. So in DSA, we think of it from a multi-pronged approach. There's some amongst the chapter that believe in something called direct mutual aid. Uh, which is getting the money and the resources directly to the people on the streets that, for whatever reason, they choose to not be in a sheltering-type structure, and that is their right because they are humans. You know, you don't just you lose your right to make choices about the autonomy and about your body and about your physical safety and stuff like that. And you don't just blindly go and run into a shelter just because the quote unquote government is offering you that quote unquote protection. Some people, for whatever reason, whether it be real, whether it be a byproduct of any of their drug or mental illness, whatever, they still have the right to make their decisions. 
And then there are some people that do want it. And right now, let's face it, our tourism industry is fucked. And will probably continue to be so for a while. And there's a lot of hotels right now that aren't at full occupancy. And to not utilize them as a resource would be stupid. So anyhow, so I, I say this to say, I am not, I am not like party line Democrat. And I don't pretend to be, but I also have enough, you know, knowledge of the circus that is politics and I pay attention on a daily basis, not every, you know, just once every four years, I, I know the moving parts, the, you know, and all that stuff. So I feel comfortable talking about more mainstream political strategy and candidates. And, and before I go on, I feel like I've said this a lot lately. I want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to win despite them not even being either what even despite her and him when they were both running individually not even being my one through five choice like they would not be anywhere near my spectrum of choices let me say it again I want them to win in November. The question is, can they win in November? And kind of thoughts and such surrounding that. And people, you would think that with this, you know, multitude of things that have happened the last four years, take coronavirus out of it. The locking kids in cages, just all the egregious like breakings of what we say are the norms and the rule of law and attacking public servants, like long-term public servants and racism and all that stuff. You would think, oh, he's going to, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to blow these fascists out of the water. And that's just simply not true. Like I just saw a CNN poll, which obviously is going to be more liberal, you know, mainstream leaning that showed Biden and Kamala's like up like 50, 51 to Trump, like 46, right? Now, if you look at all those polls and there's some where there's an eight to 10 point variance like I saw a Wall Street Journal pull yesterday with those numbers. First of all, I think we've said this in other pods polls after 2016. I'm really reticent to to look at them straightforwardly and be like, this information that I am seeing before me is an accurate representation of the voting body. No. When you look at these polls, factually speaking, you have to say to yourself, just keep it real. This has nothing to do with preference or anything like that. If CNN is polling Biden and Harris at about, like I said, I I don't have the direct number in front of me at the moment, but it, it was 
Biden-Harris 50% or 51%. And like I said, I believe it showed um, Trump and Pence at like 46. You look at a number like that and you have to think to yourself, it's actually probably even a closer race than that. Because if we learned anything from 2016, it's that people that are polled about Trump that are supportive of him, other than the ones at the rallies or behind their, behind their um, keyboards on Twitter, other social media platforms, individuals that are probably being called by pollsters, no matter what the um, the slant of the media is, whether it's Wall Street Journal, which is more conservative leading, or whether it's a CBS or CNN poll, which is more mainstream and probably more liberally minded. That margin, they're, they're, if, if you like Donald Trump for whatever reason you like him for, whether it's the Im- implied... Um, financial improvement or because let's face it if you're listening if you do have some biases or white supremacy light kind of or misogynistic like bias or whatnot you like the guy but you don't want to be judged to admit like loud and proud on a one-on-one kind of level without your your tribe that backs you getting those calls or like, you know, filling out those things, like having it on wax that you individual, whatever name you are, fuck with this guy's policies. That's still probably super daunting to be like with it. So you might say, I'm not voting for him. Or you might say some might lie and say they're voting for Biden or whatnot. So, Be concerned not only by the CNN poll that shows them so close, but be concerned by the one that still shows the 10-point lead by Biden and Harris because it probably is not 10, really 10 points uh, of a lead. So so you say, what, what can we do? about that this is just my thoughts we need to be more honest about tribalism which has and it's not just the start of Donald Trump it's it starts before that but tribalism is a really big thing and so what I would say to you whatever you're you're, if you're, if you're stoked about the ticket of Kamala and Joe Biden, whether you're like me, who's like, this is what I need to do to get closer to, um, back on track to what I align with, uh, politically. So I am going to never not vote. I have never not voted Democratic candidate ever. I've never not voted. This might be the, candidly, this might be the first year 
in terms of the House of Representatives San Francisco race, this might be the first year that I do not vote for Nancy Pelosi. That is one, um, excuse me, that is one race I might not, not pencil someone in because while I no longer believe that Nancy Pelosi is doing her job at all and is kind of a waste of the one of the highest powers in government, which is Speaker of the House, um, Shahid Buttar, who I was like super, ex- like super excited about, there has been what I feel to be credible accusations, A, of mistreatment of his staff, where he did not take accountability for his actions in the turnover in his staff, and there has been a accusation from somebody that he like lived in the same creative community with in Washington at one time who says he was sexually inappropriate towards her and it would be a dismissal of my core value system to not believe her. I definitely think he has a right to prove that he's not guilty by all means, but I, I just couldn't feel comfortable at this time voting for someone with too much of these things against him. So I might not vote um, in that one race because obviously, let's face it, Pelosi has it in the bag. This isn't like a Hillary Clinton has it in the bag thing. Like Nancy Pelosi is like San Francisco royalty at this point. And more people, you know, there's more people that don't agree with me about Nancy Pelosi then do agree with me still. So I'm not worried about that one. But other than that, I have never not voted. Um, Even if my preferred candidate didn't win the nomination for president or whatnot, uh, I, I won't start now. And again, I just hope that we come to a place where we can have a more progressive party where there's more than the old old you know voices and a little bit like maybe taking out money from politics would enable it to do so if we made elections federally funded then a lot of these candidates could be more authentic because they aren't relying on the money of lobbyists and various special interest people. And, you know, then Kamala, for instance, who I am definitely not a fan of, instead of pretending to be some incredible criminal justice reformer, could just like be like, this is what it is. And if you mess with it, you mess with it. And if you don't, you don't. Right? Like, I would just like more honesty in politics and that is hard. And we all, myself included, need to do a better job of putting, you know, projecting such a purity or like, like, I mean, I'm sure AOC, who I adore, I'm sure she has fuck shit in her life too. There's probably some things she whispers about behind people's back. You know, she's a human being as we all are. Like to 
pretend that if you align or not align with a various person, that's an indictment. Except if it's someone who is completely all in on destructive policies such as the president and a lot of his cronies and, you know, people that believe in, like, taking away um, from women's protection. you know, like, you know, pick like a, sorry, I got a text message from Mike and now I, anyways, let me refocus. Yes. Unless somebody is like straight up, like voting consistently for super oppressive policies, then they're a fucking demon by all means. But you know, it it's just like it's just like you know basically we do want better and we should you know ask better from the people that we are giving immense responsibility and power to joe biden i think probably as a human being is a really he i think it's authentic i think he's a nice person I don't think he means to have, you know, kinds of weird old school uh, belief systems, but he is older and he is kind of set in his way. How many people do you know in your personal life, like your parents or, or stuff like that? How many people do you know that just at the age of like 60 plus, have these like epiphanies and these like changes, right? Like, so, so policy wise, Joe Biden is not going to move much. And for people that are progressively minded, that's, you know, what bums us out, that that's what we have to work for and work with. Um, first thing off top that I think that he could do to get those poll numbers like in such a like secure spot more so than they are now is he needs to do something they I guess now since he now has a VP candidate with Kamala they they need to find their olive branch um moment for more progressively minded people to also either get them not just be like, yeah, I'm going to vote for them, you know, get us out of the, yeah, I'm going to vote for them and tell my, my friends to vote for them where we are at currently right now, but more like a, Hey, that is great. Thank you, sir. We ride for that. And I think a winning issue, if he's going to make a more progressive olive olive branch out, it's been pulled, it's been tested. Healthcare. Healthcare is a winner, right? And when I say healthcare, I mean not just the Affordable Care Act. Move towards a real concrete Medicare for all 
option. Don't just say, da 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 da. COVID, if anything, has proven to us that the notion of having healthcare connected to employment is not smart. I mean, it's always, for most of us, we could on a rational level know that it was, it's not a winner to be like, yeah, the ACA, even Obama said the ACA was just a starting off point. It had more work to do. He wanted to get more, it closer to a Medicare for all structure. But there was a lot of stuff in the way, obviously, because of the lack of majority, losing a lot of seats, so on and so forth. But now, now is the time. Joe needs to stop being as scared of his donor class people in the pharma industry and all those things and just kind of put his dick on the table he is a tr- like a like he's like a quadruple ju- uh, quadruple scorpio like he has so much scorpio i was looking at his chart the other day i was like damn bitch you got a lot of scorpio in you so he put the dick on the table be like here people we're going to really like reform healthcare i bet people would go wild for that of all stripes in our party That is something right now that could, because right now he and Kamala both are basically running a very pedestrian decency decency slash we are not Donald Trump campaign. There's a New York magazine, also liberal leaning poll that came out last week that concerned me where, yes, Joe Biden is winning, but the only of all the questions, um, the, the people they pulled were asked. The only thing that set them apart. The only reason why Biden was winning is because he's not Donald Trump. And if you don't look at that and say to yourself, if COVID had not happened. And he still might lose. Like, let's, you know, we can't we can't live in a fantasy If COVID had never happened, which I wish it had not, Joe Biden, with those kind of polls and like those kind of answers to polls from probably more liberally minded people, if you think that that's a good thing, if not being Donald Trump is important enough, I I just... I'm speaking with love and I'm trying to kind of without being my aggressive self, which a lot of people were not very happy with me last week when I articulated similar things because I'm very, very critical of Kamala and I'm going to try to not verbally be so much in this episode because I'm really trying to think about solutions and kind of talk about the honesty that we all need to get get to where we need to be in November, right? So Joe Biden is not winning if he is even winning because 
people are excited about Joe Biden. They are just solely, if they really are, excited he's not Donald Trump. And that is not a policy. Him not being Donald Trump does not help wage stagnation improve, you know. Um, It doesn't improve people's lives in theory because we want him to get the power. But then when he gets the power, yes, he's going to have to deconstruct uh, four years of gross, gross, gross fucked upness, right? But... We need more, you know, like we all need more. And I want more for all of us. All of us deserve better. Women, we deserve to be making equal wages to men. People, everyone, whether or not you're college educated or not college educated, we all deserve to be making great safe living wages in whatever industry we are like empowered to work in what we are passionate about i am an artist my partner is an artist we are hard working creative people we do things that not all of you can do and vice versa we deserve to be paid for our talents well We deserve to be able to make the sort of living that we don't have to have a conversation on a weekly basis. Should we budget for a new apartment X amount or should we budget for this extra car that we feel we need? You know, it should be like, the 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 rents are going down and we need a new car let's do both you know we're not paupers by any means but we could be doing a lot more securely financially better and we deserve to and all of you whatever your industry is you deserve to be making a great living wage if not above why do Some people that tend to be very unremarkable people for a multitude of reasons deserve to be making millions or billions a day and us real people that are making, they're making money basically off the backs of us, the working class. Why do they... Like, did they do anything that much more astronomically different than a lot of us? I know a lot of people who went to fucking Stanford, okay? (laughs) And not all of them are making that amount of money every day. You're not necessarily smarter than fucking anybody. Billionaires. Do you really need to have that many billions of dollars? Do you think that you should be getting all these fucking tax loopholes no if anything you should be paying fucking way more in taxes than most people not the working class we just want a fair shake we just want a fair shake so refocusing 
a lot of people have been talking to me and I, I just read, you know, on the various media platforms and, and in journalists, stories, this thought, this, I, I believe it's fucking phony. This notion that there's an undecided person voting, especially in August, almost September of an election year, is the biggest crop of shit that I've ever heard. And I, I'm going to try to say it as nicely as possible. I've said it again. I've said it less politely. So I'm going to try to be my most subdued self about this statement. Due to the tribalism that I spoke on earlier, there is no undecided person. If you like Donald Trump, you are voting for him in November. The multitude of horrible actions he has taken part of in the last number of years, his indiscretions, his just just the absolute worst human being shit ever, you're going to vote for that man again. And, you know, all I got to say is may the spirits and the universal energy not punish you in any way for that decision because it's a pretty gross one, but free will... It's your decision to make. And I believe if you are listening to this and you like Donald Trump, that's how it goes, baby. Like, you're doing that. If you are a Democrat, a Democratic-leaning person, uh, like me, like a Democratic socialist, but there is no viable third option, and you do not want Donald Trump to be president for four more years and implement more destructive uh, policies, you are going to vote for Biden and Kamala in November. And again, people that were Bernie supporters or people that think both of both sides are trash um, and are very resolute about there needs to be a viable third party or else I ain't fucking with any of it. If you want to be on that shit or you were disillusioned when the DNC jobbed um, more progressive candidates like Bernie Sanders, a Julian Castro, take your pick, right? When you didn't see someone in the list become the nominee that you really believed in and you're like, I don't like any of them. I'm not voting. Guess what? They're not going to be changed either. They're not voting for Biden and Harris in November. and They're not voting for Trump. And it's, it's not something I agree with. It's unfortunate, but you're not changing them. And so anybody that is critical of Biden-Harris ticket or whatever, stop wasting your time telling us that are critical of them to stop being verbally critical until after the election. They're not coming to us. 
They're not. <laughs> it's just, it's not. We live in a tribal society. The more so we've seen, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse every cycle. I don't know the, the solution yet. Um, I'm hoping, like I said, the start of the solution will be in gaining back the control of the Senate and hopefully the White House and then starting to make some real like progressive changes like Green New Deal stuff. Um, Ed Markey, I hope he wins against uh, Joe Kennedy in, in, uh, in Massachusetts because he's a real radical in a lot of ways, but he's also like very Massachusetts. Like, you know, I can't do a, a, a mass hole accent, although I've spent a lot of time in New England is hard. But like, you know, like he wants to it's a wicked pissa. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do a good wall hunting. But, you know, he's he believes in such cool stuff and he's aligning with like the AOCs and Yana Presley's and stuff like that on some really fucking radical, beautiful, like important stuff. But he still has like this old school um Senate presence, you know, he, he he's well defined in the power structure. So he's not thought of as like a total like he's not a Bernie Sanders. He's not looked at as like a complete fucking like insane old man. <laughs> I guess that's what I the best way to put it. So, you know, it's like My long-winded point is instead of policing everybody's different perspectives on November, how do we that have made the contract with the social contract and the contract with people that align with us more than they don't align with us, how do we invigorate those people to really not only enthusiastically make that vote in November, but to scream about how important it is to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in November to other people. Ooh, sorry, watching on mute the NBA playoffs, like I said, and there seems to be an injury on the Raptors. How do we get people hype that are already, like, gonna vote for Joe and Kamala, but are like me? How do you get the me's instead of being like, eh, I'm gonna do the vote, I'm gonna say, like, yeah, like, vote for them. But how do you get the me's to be like, Every day, every day, I am going to batter it over people's heads to the point. Like, how do you get me invigorated? The me's. Because if you keep saying that the me's, that right now the me's, we don't matter. And telling us to be quiet till November now, that doesn't seem very democratic either, does it? Right? So... What I'm saying is Joe and Kamala have to start talking about policies and hopefully today is the first day of the Democratic Convention. 
Hopefully we're going to hear some speakers and whatever their speeches are this week. Hopefully we hear policies that invigorate, right? Like we're like, yes, thank you so much for defining more than you are not Donald Trump. And if you guys become president, you're going to stick it to him and, and stuff like that, which I'm with that. I want that motherfucker to go to jail. He's been a fucking crook for so many decades. Put him, his bitch-ass daughter, his bitch-ass son, that fucking Shonda of a fucking son-in-law. Put them all in jail, by all means. But you need to give us more than orange man bad. We need to hear some exciting policies. We do. And if you, if, if, The me's don't matter to the centrists and the moderates. That's also not a winning strategy. And what is going to happen is if we lose this cycle again, that tribalism is going to get even worse because the finger pointing, we're going to come back and boomerang even harder than we ever had if we lose this round again to the more moderate and centrist believers in the Democratic Party and be like, We played it your way in 2016. Where did that get us? We played it your way in 2020 and you told us to shut the fuck up and to keep it to ourselves. And where did that get us? We got to find a middle ground. We got to find a compromise. We need something to infuse the enthusiasm of a full party, not just not just being told that centrists and the donor class is the, and what famous, you know, famous Democratic people like post hashtags about on their Instagrams, like that that's the way. Because if we keep losing and we keep losing House seats and Senate, especially Senate, we can't finish any progressive or real, even if you're not a progressive, you can't. If Mitch McConnell and these scumbags keep being in charge of the Senate, we get nowhere. Nancy Pelosi and everyone can do all the things that need to be done starting in the House. But there's still like separate branches of government. If we don't get control in the executive branch and in the Senate, we're DOA every single fucking time. So the time is policy wise. Joe and Kamala need to step up and give something for everyone to get us mechs. Like, eh, eh, I'm going to do it. Eh. Get us out of that drive and into the like, you know what? I really liked what they said there. Fuck yeah. And give us something to post on our social media that also, like, we can be, like, like put our dick down on the table and be like, this is what I'm talking about. Real chance for change. And, yeah, politics is a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of people that are going to say a lot of things every cycle. A lot of things are promised and they can't be done. And we get mad because there's over-promise and then you, you can't do anything. But like I said... There's over-promising and then there's no promise. Right now, I have not heard policy from Joe and Kamala. 
hoping that changes the framework of that changes this week during the during the convention and we'll definitely do a check-in after that but i don't think it's totally insane to say i've heard not much from the people that were trying to get over the line besides the fact that they're not donald trump so that said i just wanted to get that off my chest i i've Sometimes I get really, like, especially on my Instagram, sometimes I, I talk about these things in a way that are not as palpable as this. So I wanted a, an ability in my freeform way to go more into detail about that without maybe being as insanely aggressive. And I will take responsibility for any of my insane aggression. I'm passionate about this stuff, not because I just want to be right that I don't think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were the way, you know, I, I, I'm sincerely, the, that's not my point in criticism. And like I said, I, I decided not to use this platform today to go deep on my reasons why Kamala is sincerely not somebody I align with and I, I will hold off on that for now but I am passionate and I speak on these things because I do fucking care for all of us I want all of our lives to improve not just mine not just my fucking like you know special interests or anything like that I want everybody's life to be better and I want some people to be paid in government to do so that they're actually able to make these things happen. And, and if that's crazy ideology, then yes, I am even more insane than I come off. But I'm keeping it real. Till then, be prepared to get in the streets if... If more of this fuck shit with the U.S. Postal Service comes on, I think a lot of it is bluster and bullshit, but there's some real, like, weird things going on, like the removal of the sorting machines in in post offices and stuff like that, and the dude that he put into the Postmaster General position, meaning Trump put in, is a huge donor to him. Also, got Amazon stock after being appointed that's a legal dog. Like you can't let that fly. So write the U S postal service inspector general daily. If you have to tell him to do an investigation, put the pressure. And if it gets worse, if you are able-bodied, get your ass in the streets. Don't just do a hashtag on fucking Twitter. Able-bodied. I'm not talking about if you have multiple children, if you're pregnant, if you have if you're in a wheelchair, I mean, the rest of us, we got to get, we got to organize and we got to mobilize and we got to get in these streets and let them know you want problems. You thought you got a little bit of a reprise after George Floyd. Oh, we're still fucking pissed off. You fucking fascist pieces of shit and get in those streets. Be writing all of your elected officials on the regular telling them, hi, knock, knock. What are you doing going on a vacation right now? Do you deserve a fucking vacation? What are you doing? You do nothing. You work for us. We pay you to make 
actions, to do legislation, nothing. You can't do none of these people. They can't do either side. They're all fucking pieces of shit at this point in my eyes. Ineffective people. So that's an action item. Do actions every day. Write if write Joe Biden and Kamala. Write their campaign. At them if you have an open account on social media. Be like, hey, Joe and Kamala, what are your policy platforms? Let's hear more about that. Help them define their policies and speak to us. They're voting people. And lastly, like I said, stop fighting with your Trump and Trump loving aunt and this person and this person and this person. You're wasting energy when you can be organizing and mobilizing with more like-minded people. We got to get the people on our side pumped. Stop trying to bring people over. They're not coming. You're just wasting your energy levels and your energy space. And you're, all you're doing is you're getting yourself mad. I've done it. I've fallen for it. I have not many, but I have a few friends that I've had for a long, long time that are Trump voters. And I, you know... I've tried it. <laughs> I've tried it with them. One of them used to be a very liberal-minded person, and I think he would still feel like he is open-minded and a free thinker in a lot of different regards, but he's with his boy, and he's not going back. And so in terms of that relationship, I, through him, I learned what I'm telling you. Stop trying to convert. They ain't coming. Focus on mobilizing, organizing, and, and doing actions and asking for actions from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, and whoever, maybe their other candidate, like, ask for something for all. We need something to get everybody pumped. So with that said, uh, happy 30th. I had wanted Mike to be here for the 30th, but he's super busy. So it's just me and we'll see you at 31. Stir crazy. We love you. Shouts to the people in Ireland, especially tell all your Irish people. We love you too around here. Bono forever. Bono for president. Okay. Bye.